0: It's a daily talk show and we're in Los Angeles. And, yeah, we're in someone else's studio. I feel mm-hmm. like we've just gate crashed.
1: Yeah, Zach Sang, you can, you'll can, you be able to see if you're watching the video, there is a massive illuminated sign <laughs> yes. or projection. Uh,
0: thank you for, for having us.
2: It makes me feel so good when I see my name <laughs> in a light,
0: on a wall. It just, it's just—it's something about it. Yeah. Well, if you don't catch that one, there is one there, 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 there. Oh, that's Westwood. You got to. It's so disgustingly littered with my name
2: <laughs> that clearly had no other creative vision for the room. But, but by the way, I feel like that's what people do, right? Mm especially when it comes to, like, radio studios or any sort of, like, studio, when you have no creative vision, you kind of just put the logo to your thing everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I absolutely. Well, I think that, like, the Daily Talk Show, we do put it everywhere as well. What's that on was, my like, T-shirt right now? I know. I felt like it was a bit much <laughs> if we all were wearing it, so I, I decided to do something different. Two for three. Yeah, Mr. Got. 97's wearing it as well. Uh, but, uh, Zach, you, uh, in my eyes, are uh, uh, one of the best interviewers. You've done over 10,000. You've done it over 10,000 interviews, which is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, th- some of which, uh, like, probably a couple hundred at least in this room mm-hmm. and on the couch that you're sitting on right now. By the way, this is very weird. I've never done somebody else's
0: show in my studio. <laughs> to be honest, dude, I thought, I said to Josh, if he lets us do it in his studio, then mm. that's a massive That's a big deal. Because... I mean I don't know we, yeah, I mean no now we have way. to yeah. if you come to Australia you can have our studio they say that much but I understand that it's your safe space yeah. I mean Josh is sitting where Ariana Grande was where, which side was Miley? Yeah, Miley was right side as well so okay, you're, okay. You're, I'm not gonna lie you're in the camera spot Josh
2: mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. so you're in where most of the celebrities end up sitting because mm-hmm. we shoot it right from this corner to yeah. my right mm-hmm. and yeah you're in the prime spot okay. so what am I on? Uh, <laughs> you know, who's
1: out there? Uh, you're okay. the, the drummer spot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: big bands. The one that doesn't talk as much is where you are, Tommy.
0: Or Kesha's boot, which he (laughs) chose to spread out. Did she? Mate, compliments on the couch. It's very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy because it's a
2: couch that literally was salvaged from our dumpster. (laughs) Engineer Craig found this couch in our dumpster. When he found it, the actual bottom was fallen through. Yeah. So if you would, were to sit in it, it like literally hit the bottom. There was no oh. support. He had to put in planks of wood to support it. We fixed it <laughs> once and then there was somebody who works here, another engineer. They used to allow their kids and they're not really kids. They're yeah. like mid to late 20s <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. adults <laughs> they would let their grown adult children uh-huh. come to work with them on the weekends and turn my studio into their video game
0: haven uh-huh.
2: and they would literally sit on the couch and turn the tvs behind me into video game stations
0: no i get it it would be comfortable doing this
2: oh uh, yeah yeah it was so comfortable until one of the bigger guys broke the couch <laughs> and literally sat on the couch playing video games the whole thing caved in yeah and then Engineer Craig, for a second time, had to come in and resurrect the couch. He had bloody fingers. <laughs> so uh, no pressure. No
1: land parties nah. going but, forward.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please do not play video games in my studio. But know that where you're sitting right now, mm-hmm. it's woven with the blood of Engineer
0: Craig's okay. fingers. You can, you can smell it. It's dry. <laughs> 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 or is that the dog, yeah. Louie? Uh,
2: he, he farts really bad. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. So do yeah, we. Yeah.
0: Zach's dog is in here. Um, he's not just talking about some some guy in the corner farting. <laughs> Z- <laughs> Someone named Louie farts. <laughs> sorry. Uh,
1: you're a radio geek. Yeah. What was your uh, first home studio like? Describe that.
2: Uh, it was my... R- okay. Oh, great question. It was my bedroom. I uh, had an Ikea desk. Uh, at first... I used a very crappy microphone. I was mm-hmm. able to get one great—you by cr- great, I mean, crappy professional standards—great when it comes to like just a little kid trying to figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I saved up my money, was able to spend like 120 bucks on a USB microphone, and I, I just put that on a stand. And it was me facing a wall, and behind me was a poster of a monkey wearing headphones. <laughs> and that is in one of like my first quote-unquote promotional pictures for my radio show, and it was all done on one laptop. I didn't even really need a board at first because I started uh, on a platform called Blog Talk Radio, and what Blog Talk Radio was was anybody who had an internet or a phone line had the ability to pretty much set up a radio show. What YouTube was for video, this Mm. was for radio. So you really didn't need a lot to get it done. But, dude, I I mean, I tried to make it feel... Such like a legitimate radio studio. I remember when I was able to find like one of those arms on the internet, like one of these yeah, arms here. Yeah, 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 but like a crappier version. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, not the Michael. Yes, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know.
1: Super it, squeaky every, every dude, it was, time.
2: It's so like it's hard to put those sh- the, the shows I did from my bedroom. Like yeah. it's hard to even think about them <laughs> because they were real radio. And I meet kids every now and then who started listening to my show back 12 years ago, it's just hard to think of those as like legitimate real times. But Mm. the truth is like they were. And I I mean, I used that USB mic plugged into Skype, connected to my blog talk radio dashboard, you know, four times a week
0: at 7 p.m. for a year and a half. I mean, people struggle starting anything 12 years ago. You're pretty young. What was the catalyst to actually start and why doing radio? Why the radio thing? You. Tommy, it was like friends, man. I had, I had no friends,
2: and I felt very misunderstood. When I was younger, younger, when I was in middle school, I had so much fun with my best friend at the time creating a party DJ company. We'd go around and we'd DJ all of the middle school... Uh, Catholic dance, Catholic school dances. So we'd do the eighth grade dances. We'd do, like, the graduation parties. Um, I mean, anything that was, like... Everything from, like, bingo nights. Whatever a Catholic school in our area of New Jersey needed, we were there to DJ. And I just remember... The thrill and the escape I had in, in, in helping Somebody else put on a Stellar party and uh, th- The fun I had in helping people escape Through music and community which By the way like that is an 8th grade party That is mm. a graduation party What is it? It's like you're leaving your troubles at the door You're having food, you're hanging out with people you care about mm. And you're listening to music and in that moment You really get an idea of like what music Does to the human body and how It makes somebody feel and mm. the transition From song to song and I, I, I love. Doing that in middle school, so so much, and then when I started like g- getting older, I just I felt I, I lost my my best friend. We were we ended up not being best friends as time went on, and I, I feel I started to feel very misunderstood because I also remember at the same time while I was trying to do the party DJ thing, I started a YouTube channel with my friends, uh, my neighbors at the time, and I remember overhearing them. Uh, we were trying to shoot a YouTube video. And I remember the overhearing them say something like, I think Zach's just, his ideas are too over the top. Like, they're just, <laughs> they're not good. Like, they're not like, they, whatever he's trying to do, like, it's just not right. I just,
1: very extra. Yes, as say. <laughs>
2: that's what they were saying. It was extra. And, and in that moment, I was like, fuck, man, I feel very misunderstood by people I thought understood me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started making a transition into finding friends and community and in anything. That was public and if youtube wasn't going to be my thing i always had this longing this long-standing affection and appreciation for radio and the role that radio had played in my life from even earlier and by the way like the time i'm talking about right now was like middle school to like freshman year of high school mm. you know that transition which for me was very intense because i went from a school of only 80 kids to a school of twenty eight hundred kids mm. and nobody knew me <laughs> so Feeling like the people I held the closest to me, my my two friends Paul and George back, they were my neighbors growing up. Like when I, the second I found, felt like they didn't understand me was the second I needed to find somebody who did. And for a lot of kids during that time period, YouTube became an outlet. And for me, it just ended up becoming radio. And I I turned to radio for a friend. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the simplest answer mm. to your story to your question. I'm sorry. Was I just needed a friend, and it's turned into. A friendship that I never could have imagined.
1: What what do you think are some of the things that you can bring to YouTube and online that is unique to radio?
2: So the biggest thing with radio in America for the longest time has been this... I, I don't know if homogenization is the right word, but it's like very much manufactured. It's very much the same records every 42 minutes, every hour, jocks only talk for this little amount of time, they only do this, they only do that. And the thing with creating anything on the internet was there are no rules. Conversation and authenticity is what reigns supreme. Being an actual human is what matters. By the way, radio was the original form of social networking in my opinion mm. calvin coolidge first used radio fucking back then to to get the word out what is social media now like th- some of the greatest radio shows of all time are built off of one guy saying something and then a ton of other people calling in mm. what is fucking twitter
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> right you tweet something and then you just wait for people to respond to you yeah. that everybody has the potential to host their own version of a radio show so what i realized really quickly back so just in a, I moved out of my bedroom about a year and a half to two years into making radio, and I go to this digital radio startup, and it's just a whole different way of thinking. It was taking traditional radio and matching it, mixing it with this digital mindset of uh, there are no rules, it's the Wild mm. West, uh, quality matters, uh, user experience matters like all things that radio hadn't really thought about for a long time you know even how like we we would get commercials across like we we were just rethinking all of that so creating digital radio i've that's what my whole fm radio show is built on like nothing Mm. has really changed yeah the only thing that's changed are my mechanics of my show like i name check and i tease forward but it's the same authenticity it's the same no rules it's It's literally the same everything, Mm. but it's exactly what radio was missing. Radio was missing authenticity. Radio got very used to having 40-year-old men balding in bowling shirts trying to relate to 16-year-old females. (laughs) And it just, there's no way that works. Mm -hmm. In the online age, people want everything. People want to know who you are from all sides, you know? And even now, like, artists, people who make music, the audience demands a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding of who they are. Mm. And a radio is a companion medium. It's a friend by nature. Your ears are so delicate. I mean, what is a conversation? What are your ears? I mean, when you think about who you let access to that sort of stuff, like that's a personal relationship and that's what radio is. So the second that (laughs) I think people realized that they couldn't keep up with what this authentic generation required was the second that like, they gave in to the corporate mandates of five-second talk breaks, play the mm. same song every hour, no personality, read this line. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so um, we've been trying to sort of figure out the, the landscape here in LA. Australia's got quite a strong radio mm-hmm. um, understanding. I, I did a couple of years on radio in a town called Shepparton, where they, you know, a bunch of these rural uh, or like sort of regional towns have their own sort of breakfast, ra- breakfast show. Mm-hmm. And so I hosted the breakfast show, and then the the nighttime show or the afternoon was syndicated from the bigger city. F- for Westwood One, the company, this this building we're in, how does it fit into the American radio landscape? So. It- It supplies quality content
2: to radio stations who need it while at Mm -hmm. the same time having the potential to fill 24 hours' worth of programming for signals that require it. Westwood One is like a – Westwood One is a one-stop shop for all things content to fill any sort of radio station you may have. From the NFL and getting sports games on your sports radio stations to if you have a pop radio station and you need a nighttime radio show because – You either have to cut costs or the radio show that's been in there before us isn't doing what it needs to do. Westwood One has the ability to fill it. Mm. You know, Westwood One is just a a vehicle to get great content out to radio stations and to radio groups who need it. That's what we are. The one thing that I think is really cool that Australia does, and I hope that they keep this, is a local morning show. Mm -hmm. I, You know, syndication is changing radio as a whole. But it's not a negative thing. At least here in the States, it shouldn't be seen as a negative thing. A lot of times, there's a lot of content that we have the ability to generate every day that a local radio show may not have the potential to do that. Plus, we also have the ability to connect and relate and do all the things that a great radio show that's in a community Mm -hmm. has the ability to do. And I think national radio... The right sort of national radio has the ability to work its way within a radio station where the two work together for each other. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I believe in local morning shows. Totally. 100%. I don't want to, like, people deserve to wake up with their neighbors. Mm. They also deserve to go to sleep with their neighbors. I'm just as much as somebody's neighbor in Fort Wayne, Indiana, as the morning show in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're all human beings at the end of the day. Mm. We all share this planet. We all share this country. We all drive on the same roads. We all have past, presents, and futures.
1: Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Did you find that in your hometown, did you feel limited with where you could go with with your career?
2: I was so lucky, man, because I grew up right outside of Manhattan. I grew Mm -hmm. up 25 miles outside of it. And I don't know. There's like growing up outside of New York, made it seem like anything was possible yeah mm-hmm. because i just had to figure out how to get there and i couldn't drive for most of the beginning of my radio career so it was like taking trains in weird places and taking the fucking bus at the middle of the night like just weird stuff sorry i just started my dog and i had a fear that he stopped breathing <laughs> he's,
0: <laughs> he's doing very, very, very relaxed. relaxed push him with my foot no i think he's he's, he's realized. Realized. <laughs> No, he's He's way, fine, do you think? He's just, he's just relaxed. He's like living this career. He's, just, <laughs> he's, just, just, <laughs> mate, he's living the life here. I, so, I love him. So did you, uh, one thing we've sort of uh, grasped a sense over here is that you can think big and there's a chance of hitting big. Mm. Growing up, going to school, is that what the other kids are thinking? Are you thinking, I could make it in Hollywood? I think now it's different.
2: I think my generation of millennials, a lot of them, my peers, followed by the traditional rule book, Which was you go to school, you go to college, you do well in your SATs, then you go to college, then you get a job, you pay off your debt, whatever. (laughs) Like that's, that's the path. Then there were a few people within my generation and I, maybe I'm one of them, maybe I'm not, only history will be able to tell that story, that went against that grain and made it clear to the generation that was coming next that they could do it too. And I think people like that are Ariana Grande, the David Dobricks of the world, mm-hmm. anybody who is successful today that said, yo, I'm not going to do what society has laid out in front of me. I'm going to do what I feel in my heart and I'm going to follow my passion and follow what I feel like I'm good at and destined to do. And the internet has changed the world. Because everybody has the ability to get out there and do something you know before ariana grande was ariana grande She was filming videos on youtube singing covers Mm. justin bieber sean mendez I mean, there's so many people that have uh, That have shown the generations that are coming up What they can do with this technology that they're now born into Mm. We weren't born into This phone and to youtube we had to figure this out Mm. We had to say yo People who want me to do, go right, right is not the direction for me. I have something new to figure out
0: and left is where mm. I want to go. Well, these are all self-starters. Do, do you feel a sense of uh, you got lucky by, I mean, you you love the thing, right? You you decided to turn on the microphone and start recording yeah. your own into radio show. But it's also like imagine if you didn't do that. Do you have those moments where you're like, fuck, imagine if I didn't just, if you didn't have a USB microphone. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't want to find the friends, you know, find yeah, that community. Yeah, if I wasn't lonely as fuck. Yeah.
2: Having a terrible existence in a grocery store. And you're right. Like, I, I, I don't... It's weird. I don't think about those moments because mm. I genuinely... With every fiber of my being, I feel like I was destined to do what I'm doing. I feel like I was meant to do this. And maybe that's a fucked up way to think. But I... I don't know if there's anything else I can do, yeah, mm-hmm. and as I progress in this world, it becomes even more and more clear to me that this is what i uh, this is what I've been meant to do. Mm-hmm. I meet people all the time who are more famous than me, different types of influencers, whatever, and everybody is talking about like, ah, you know, I don't want to interview people, I don't want to do that. Everybody wants to be the star, mm-hmm. yeah. everybody wants to. Everybody wants to be the focus. Everybody wants to be the center of attention. And at the end of the day, all I want to do is be able to live my life with people I care about over the radio. And that's my audience Mm -hmm. and my friends in the studio. And I also want to be the vehicle for people's stories. I want to be the eyes and the ears for the normal person who's just hanging out at home or driving in their car. Nobody really wants to do that. It's not cool to be that guy.
1: Isn't it funny? But I feel like it's changing. I think podcasting, you know, obviously uh, it's been around for a bunch of time. I remember like 2005, the This Week in Tech and all that sort of like the Leo Laporte and all that sort of thing and uh, Consuming Dignation, all these different podcasts. It feels like this is a new generation of podcasting that started in the last two years where it's gone a little bit mainstream what what's your relationship with the mainstream
2: what is the mainstream anymore
0: yeah well that's why i'm trying to figure out i guess there is i think it's more confusing over here too Mm. because there's Westwood one we don't have something like this yeah
2: but anybody can do a podcast Mm -hmm. what's gonna anybody has the ability to grab a mic and do it Mm. by the way like again That's the difference, like what I was talking about in the generational differences, right? Millennials had to forge it and figure it out. Whereas now there's a whole template. They Mm. sell kits on how to podcast within 10 minutes. Mm. You know, anybody can get a podcast up and running. Literally anybody. So I think it's amazing. Mm. But what it's going to end up doing is the cream is going to have to start rising to the top. But at the same time... How do you do? De- but 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 does the cream that rises to the top? Is that what you determine as a mainstream podcast? Mm. Do you get what I mean? Do yeah, you, yeah. Do you? Well, it's a
1: thousand true fans. It's like finding your audience. Like, do you find? Because in some ways, the people that you have on, you have the biggest stars in the world on which, your show. Which side was Bieber? Which was that, <laughs> is that yeah. No couch that, for Bieber. Yeah. He oh. was in a, st- he was yeah. in a chair. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And and so <laughs> there's there's part of that which is like when you have the big A-listers that you have on that does lean towards- uh,
2: That's mainstream, I guess. Yeah.
1: And right? so like, because that would be interesting because there's almost a bit of pressure there, which is like, if you go on YouTube and you type in Justin Bieber, you're watching, you know, yeah. people are watching
2: your uh, interviews. Which the pressure is on. Mm. Where I, I feel like podcasts, certain podcasts have the ability, depending on what it is, you can build a podcast for anything. Yeah. Anybody and everybody can find their audience, right? Right. Which you did state and Mm. I think that's the most important thing is like the most niche podcast if you have an idea you got to go for it but don't get discouraged if your podcast is not being heard by millions of people Mm. hundreds of thousands of people if you have a concept go for it if it's about you know ninjas. I'm telling you, there's other people out there that want to talk about ninjas with you. Or if it's, uh, I don't know, about dog's paws. There's people who will discuss at length the paws of dogs. (laughs) Do it if you feel passionate about it.
1: do Do you find that you're in a time that because there's so much change, I mean, if you go on YouTube, there's not many people that have the studio that you have, the production value. Do you feel the pressure of this is a unique opportunity where no one's fucking doing this and I can cement... Uh, our position in this, dude.
2: I, I believe that nobody is ever going to be able to do interviews the way we do interviews because mm-hmm. we come at it very uniquely. Mm-hmm. I think great radio shows can never be duplicated because what is a great radio show if not the lives of the people that are on mm-hmm. mic? Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to start living in my footsteps and wearing my clothes, mm-hmm. our shows are going to be different. Yeah, you don't look at a conversation and an interview e or a subject. Nobody's going to look at it the way I'm going to look at it because it's fueled by my experiences. It's fueled by the way I communicate, which I do believe is unique to what we do. So, to your point, I believe we have something here that is very unique and very different, but unique in a way that is not revolutionary. Interviews have been around since Mm. the beginning of time, and guess what? The way we're all going to find out that the world is officially over is most likely through an interview. One guy asking another person, mm-hmm. hey, what's going on with our planet?
1: It'll be a Zach Sang show exclusive.
2: <laughs> if we're only so lucky. So I, I don't know if it's – I just – I feel like we have a duty mm-hmm. to keep interviews cool and to keep interviews relevant to entirely new generation of people and – I also have an obligation, I feel, to keep radio relevant to a whole generation Mm. of people. So as long as we're doing those two things, Mm. then we're doing our job right. But I do believe that there is a lot of pressure because right now a lot of people look at us as a very trusted source for information. And the truth is everybody out there doesn't watch every single interview we do. They come to us for the people they care about, but when they come, they're expecting the best they're expecting to get to know that person on a really human level in ways that nobody else can bring it out that's just the truth mm-hmm. and that is a lot of pressure man
0: <laughs> so i mean that's ex- external pressure what about internal pressure for you what do you, are you hard on yourself
2: I, I mean yes and no yes totally i watch my own interviews and i do i, I give myself a ton of notes uh there was like i one of the biggest, most impactful notes that was like, I realized that I was saying, yeah. And it, it was a realization that came maybe a year ago, year and a half ago. And it was like, you don't need to verbally cue someone that you care. You can, you know, I don't need to tell somebody that I'm focused into what they're saying. I can show that I'm into it. Which well, you
1: only you only work out yeah. when you have a mic. Cause you'll constantly do it in a conversation it's not until you hear yourself back where it's like and you're trying to get a snippet
2: yeah and you're just and it's fucking
1: like, saying yes it's like yeah i oh, can't man. use this snippet great yeah got it. yeah i'm polluting every fucking thing yeah it's annoying you're right you got to listen back so yeah. you,
2: but the other thing too is like uh i want to it's hard to prep for so many interviews in a week and right now we do four three to four we want to up that to five or six. So it's more about being able to churn out a lot of prep. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing too, is like when guests come on, we get a lot of guests because they watch other celebrities do interviews. Like Diplo comes on after watching Justin Bieber or Logic comes on after watching Big Sean. Like like there's a lot of hype. And then an artist comes on and then they come on again. And it's like, they want you to ask great questions. They want you to know things about them that nobody else is
0: going to pull out, and it's like, dude, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of prep that goes into that type of stuff. And then so, I mean, there's some of the big names. Is there you as a, a host that's looking to see who could pop or who's coming up that, you'll, that you want to sort of support? Always.
2: Because, always. Alec Benjamin is an incredible artist. If you haven't heard of him, you need to check mm. him out. He is an incredible storyteller, one of the greatest storytellers of my generation, and uh, he's amazing. He's just Superb. And he was an artist that came on like the show for the first time like a year ago. And but I had met him maybe two and a half years ago playing at a coffee shop. And now he's touring all over the world. Um, Incredible artist. Had a hit. Let me down slowly. I mean, there's a lot of artists that we have an obligation in radio to stay a tastemaker. It's the only way we continue to keep music relevant and allow for new artists to rise, you know? Mm. So you need to keep your ear to the freaking ground and understand what's going on and be able to, when you hear a great record, feel compelled to share it and also feel obligated to share it because I'm a firm believer in pop radio has a tendency to sound very much the same and pop radio has an obligation to Really, be a mix of all of the different records from all the different genres. Like, it's popular for a reason. We're pulling from all the different genres to create one, not cohesive, but one sound of the now. Mm-hmm. That's pop's job. And when music sounds too much the same, your brain kind of tunes out. You know, if all the BPMs are around the same, like, you don't register the difference. We have an obligation to search out music that is different. So if we have a playlist right now that is too rhythm heavy or too electronic heavy, we need to seek out live instruments. You know, we should look for music that might lean more alternative or slower songs like Louis Capaldi. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, we have an obligation to stay different, to stay fresh. And yeah, I keep my ear mm. out there. I, you got to, like, fuck.
1: Yeah. What, what was your first month like in L.A.?
2: Terrible. Uh, lonely, <laughs> uh-huh. lonely. I moved here five years ago. It sucked, man. LA, LA's a very lonely place. Uh, I think, I think, I don't know. Like maybe it's insul- uh, It's isolating and insulating because I make it that
1: way. Well, radio, like I feel like, I feel like I've got a radio brain. I feel like a bit of a misfit. I think a lot of radio people feel like slot, like there's something comfortable about being behind a mic totally. in a studio <laughs> and not having to be at parties and not being amongst all that sort of stuff. Did you, how does that fit in with the, the LA lifestyle? It's
2: like weird. If I brought Dan in here and I, if I, and I gave my answer that I believe is genuine, mm-hmm. Dan would be like, you're lying. You love attention. You love all these things. <laughs> the truth is I hate parties yeah. and I don't dig that vibe, but mm-hmm. it is a part of the way it works mm. here at least. And you do got to get out there and meet people and network. But at the same time, I've also reached this weird place where I believe that our work is good enough and our, if our work is good enough and stays to this level and beyond, it will touch the eyes that it needs to touch and we're, we don't need to network as much because, mm. dude, I used to not turn down a single invitation.
1: So what was the first month like then? Um, so it was lonely. What lonely. were you actually doing?
2: Did you Getting have in the- and out a bunch? <laughs> yeah, It a lot of In and Out. ate a lot of more Del Taco, to be honest.
1: Oh, del Taco. I haven't had Del Taco. I've just gone vegetarian because I watched oh, Game Changers, that great documentary. Do you but like
2: the meatless lifestyle?
1: It's it's harder because normally, do you know Dickies here in the U- Like, there's this. It's like McDonald's but like barbecue. It's fucking delicious. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's trash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely trash.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, but I love it. Yeah, but this. I feel like when I come to the U.S., I'm always having barbecue, and so it's been different mm. having to get like beans and like. Like, I love Mexican food, so it's just getting the veggio option.
2: so let's talk, yeah, let's talk about you for a second. Mm-hmm. So, how long have you been a vegetarian? How many? I months? Mean,
1: no, no, it's been three weeks. Oh, it's Jesus early Christ. days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been a vegetarian for
2: five years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I great. love meatless lifestyle. Okay. Because we're in a, the golden age of vegetarianism, mm-hmm. my friend. Yeah. We have the
0: ability to get meat that tastes like meat that isn't yeah. meat. We only are just getting that in Australia. Yeah. Like the impossible burger stuff, non existent. It's coming. We've got something that's Mm -hmm. similar. But we had the Impossible Burger the other day. I feel like it fucked with
1: my shit, though. Like, I feel like I was like, what what (laughs) smells like funky? And I was thinking, like... And there was no dog around.
2: (laughs) 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 By the way, that's called healthy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what it smells
2: like to have normal (laughs) bowel movements. How does that feel?
1: Yeah, I mean it's an interesting I mean, I'm still getting used to the American toilets as well, so that could be yeah, part of it.
2: D- d- so watch out, it might suck you in. <laughs> no. uh, by the way, like it is crazy. I have a lot of Australian friends and by mm-hmm. a lot I feel like I have a lot, but probably mm. they all hate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys get everything so slow because oh, yeah. it takes so long to get things to yeah,
0: you. Yeah. Oh it's only because Americans complain about the fourteen hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time. It's a long flight. <laughs> but but like booze for you guys uh-huh. is so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Unless Ridiculous. it's made in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Still, then it's everything's gonna it's premium, taxed, yeah, yeah. We have a really high tax for alcohol, mm-hmm.
1: Jesus. It's because we we get the Australians get pretty loose,
0: <laughs> <What> about, <laughs> yeah, don't give
2: him. What about Guy Sebastian? Is he still cool down there? Yeah, yeah. he's great.
0: He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's been on the show, has here. he? No, on your show. Oh, he's been, yeah, he's been, yeah he's been on your show. Yeah, I mean, I remember coming here 2012, great year. Mm-hmm. Um, peak <laughs> 2012, s- it was amazing. Uh, it was what, a battle great scars, year. I just remember hearing oh, yeah, that yeah. song playing everywhere. Well, I
1: was—I used to be a digital content producer for a show called Fifi and Jules, and they did a. Um, I know them. Yeah, well, they did the the big. I filmed the Ed Sheeran "Passenger" No Diggity cover. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah.
2: And the thing is, like an it, honor to be in your presence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Viral yeah, superstar. Yeah, yeah, that Zoom. That was <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> really good hand. Um, no, but yeah, I remember. It was also there was another song. It felt like that was. Um, Popping He did one like a, Around gold mm. Cause it was around The Olympics But he's great like yeah. But do you love I him? love him yeah. You can't not love the guy yeah, yeah. I
2: always wonder Where he's at I was just uh-huh. gonna Pull up a guy Well he's Sebastian
1: lean record. as fuck now He's been like He, yeah, he was hot. on oh, men's health Or whatever
2: ripped. And ripped
1: Doing all of that Good Christian but, boy Ripped yeah. So what do you what do you eat What do you what, Like what's your <laughs> what On why? the video Yeah on the Veggio thing
2: <laughs> Oh I eat a lot Of fake meat bro uh-huh. A lot of impossible A lot of mm-hmm. this brand Called Garden. Do you like black beans Yeah black beans it good Is it good for you
0: though Like yeah the impossible meat, oh, like it's yeah. what's in it. Well,
2: it's like it's scientific. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You don't really something. ask what's in your
0: meat, bro. No, <laughs> no, nah, <nah>, true, true. <laughs> only That's a fool, really rude. All <laughs>
1: your
2: fool, all the all fool would think that what's in your meat <laughs> is actually no, meat. no. no I think uh, super
0: I think rude. people who yeah. eat meat don't think too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's <exactly>. why. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on the networking thing, living in the city, because we've met so, like cab drivers, mm-hmm. um, people at Whole Foods, yeah, Uber's. Everyone seems like they're grinding. They want to get there. They all got a script. And so what's the, um, I could imagine that first sort of period of time you hear the the mindset is, I need a network, network, ne- network. Uh, here was my mindset. Do a great radio show. Because mm-hmm. the transition
2: between us coming from New York to here. So in a nutshell, I go from my bedroom to this internet radio startup called Goom, Then I go to Nickelodeon. I worked for Nickelodeon for like two and a half years.
1: So what were you doing at Nickelodeon?
2: I was like, uh, I hosted Nick's Orange Carpet. So like Uh uh, I did Worldwide Day of Play, Kids' Choice Awards. It was like movie vignettes. It It was called interstitial programming.
1: Did you ever get slimed?
2: No, but I slimed Mm. somebody.
1: Okay, great. Uh,
0: And I watched (laughs) a lot of people get slimed. Michelle (laughs) Obama. Drake Bell. Did you get him? (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) Drake wishes I slimed
0: him. (laughs) (laughs) I once went to a uh, Hollywood Hills party. And then went back to Drake's place with a bunch of people. Oh, excuse and me. The, no, the thing, the thing. me and my mate were laughing so hard because all on the wall was the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice <laughs> Awards. And we are just like, this is so funny. Look at them all. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of them. I'll give him that. What was that show? And that's uh, the only award he's ever won.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that Nickelodeon show where the people would have to climb up the thing and you'd get the the mountain, like a big... Uh,
2: a Legends of the Hidden Temple. yeah.
1: It was. No, I'm trying to think of the night. Na- there was. It a- wasn't Legends of. the Nintendo No, movie? it wasn't that one. It was a one where it was like a glow in the dark. Like it was like uh, like mid 90s. I can't remember. It's gonna fucking annoy me. But it was guts. Oh, do you remember yeah, guts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that course. was great. And, so, you're at and so you did two years in Nickelodeon. Sorry. I miss yeah.
2: it. Ni- by the way, that's the Nickelodeon. There was a couple Golden Ages Nickelodeon. Mm. The yeah. era that you just. The named. Amanda Show. Amanda Show. Drake and Josh. Yeah. and Then iCarly and Victorious. Uh-huh. I don't know where it's at right now. I don't mm. really follow it. Kenan and, Kel. Kenan and Kel? Who Kel loves like. orange soda? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I love him so much. And he's on Dancing with the Stars now, Kel Mitchell. Oh, really? He's killing it. He has a whole, he's thriving. Yeah. I was at Nickelodeon, did the orange carpet thing, uh, worked within the offices for a while, and then I ended up starting an independent FM radio show. So I took everything from digital radio, some of the stuff that I learned from Nickelodeon, And I started with my same digital radio crew that was at Goom with me. I started an independent FM radio show. So we started a radio show and then we would literally go to each individual program director at all these different radio stations across the country. And we'd be like, hey, are you looking for a night show? Because we got a night show for you.
1: So what do people pay for syndication? Like what's like a range? It's harder. Okay. Yeah, sure.
2: We we get inventory. So we get Mm -hmm. commercial time every hour. And, and then, so then
0: you have to sell the... Commercial the
2: time, yeah. Fuck. So we sell the commercial time, yeah. and we have to sell to get on the radio station.
0: Are you getting on the phone, calling?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. it was me and this one other woman who's one of my best friends, Liz uh-huh. Lott. We tag-teamed it. It yeah. was
0: pretty cool. Did you have I'm a ta- script? What was the... No script. No script.
2: <laughs> Passion, baby. Passion. <laughs> Passion and authenticity, which, yeah, by the way, yeah. has been like the, the thickest common thread through everything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I don't feel... I, I, th- I think I'm very lucky to to genuinely feel like the same me sits behind this mic mm. is the same exact person that like talks to you makes
1: absolutely. it so easy doesn't it oh my god i'm so <laughs> fucking yeah, blessed yeah. dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm
2: so, I, uh, it's the greatest blessing yeah which by the way back to what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. further heightens why i really believe that i was meant to do this because mm-hmm. i'm just myself like i don't need to put anything on yeah
1: it's too hard otherwise
2: totally mm, yeah. and and also like people know yeah people j- In this day and age, people know. Yeah, definitely. That's it. So I know this is a jumbled mess. No,
1: this is good. No, this is how we do it. We end up. We love. We love a good tangent. So you, when it comes, did you need funding like to start the FM thing? Like, what is a license? Like, did you have to get like an FM license? I had
2: one partner Uh that did it with me, and then we went to this company called Dial Global at the time, which is the company that we're in now, which is Westwood One, and they came on to do like our distribution. And then they would do some of the ad sales, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But we had to pick up all the, the radio stations on our own. And we went from literally zero radio stations. We got our first station a weekend. It was a Queen Bee radio station, Extreme 1071, Dubuque, Iowa. And we went from zero radio stations to, like, 25. It's amazing. And then Westwood One bought the show, put us on all of the Cumulus radio stations. So it brought our total, to like, around 60 and then moved us out to L.A. So the first month of being in L.A. was me, dude, we went from, my entire life are these ginormous transitions. Like from elementary middle school, it's being with 80 kids to then being with 2,800 kids. We worked in this crappy radio studio in New York doing this radio show that we got to like 25 affiliates. We worked off a a board that had three pods, dude. We used to, when we would play music, we had to click it on a mouse to play every song. (laughs) Like, we were working bare bones to nothing. And then we ended up here, in L.A., in this radio studio that was huge with this giant board and all this new technology that we had no idea how to use. And then nobody was here to teach us any of it. We only had four days between when we landed and our first day that we were going to be on 60 radio stations. (laughs) So the goal was to figure out how the fuck do we go on the air? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we figured it out eventually. And we got on the air. And my first month was a lot of transition. It was figuring out this whole new normal and figuring out all this new technology and this new team I had and these new program directors and this new executive team that I had to answer to. And I mean... The first month in LA was just more of understanding and learning what our new reality was going to look like. Mm. And then from that moment on, it's been not letting LA get to me because LA is not America. Mm. LA is not the struggle that a normal person goes through. Mm. So I tried to stay away from as much of the Hollywood lifestyle as humanly possible because I don't want to be polluted by it. Because at the end of the day, I'm just a 26 year old dude. who's a virgin who's just trying to live life and figure it out and I'm not Hollywood. I'm a normal kid from New Jersey who just happens to live here now.
1: How does LA get to you?
2: I mean, LA has the potential to get to a lot of people. I don't let it get to me in a sense that...
1: Is it the ego? Is it the vanity? A lot of people here
2: are very selfish. There's no camaraderie on the streets. Mm -hmm. And it's a very isolated city from the way it's just built, right? So there's no public transportation here. I mean, there is, but nobody uses it. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, we are it's an insulated city. Like, we don't share anything as a city. Where, when I'm in New York City, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be Sarah Jessica Parker or me. You're still getting on the subway to get around. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that that one... Act in a day. The fact that we all share a sidewalk. It's the
0: empathy builder. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Makes all the difference.
0: Well, I was thinking, like, it is a bubble, right? You look up at the hills and you see these mansions. And I was thinking, if you just live up there and you pop down or you send someone down to Whole Foods to get your groceries, yeah. you're living this, like, utopian life. You don't know that there's this struggle. And so it's this disconnect. Super lonely. Between- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you might be yeah. super lonely. But there's a
2: disconnect from your reality and the actual yeah. reality that plagues America, yeah, and 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 through that, people have a tendency to just—I I don't know—just forget who they are, forget that they're normal, mm. forget that they have a past, present, future. They mm. live, breathe, just like everybody else.
0: And not to mention the party lifestyle, the drugs that I mean, you see people get sucked up and spat out.
2: Yeah, it happens all the time. Like mm. you, you, at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to last is authenticity, and being you, and being. Being true, but also not losing where you've come from and where you want to go. And L.A. has the the ability to distract and pollute somebody's path. I just, I'm only here because there's more room for us to have a studio. Mm. <laughs> and my company didn't have as much real estate in New York mm. City. That's the only reason I'm here.
0: And so what are you, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What am I looking forward to? As in, do you look to the future and go, this is where I want the Zach Sang show to be, or... I don't know. I mean... I want six dogs. Oh, I definitely want a lot
2: of dogs. <laughs> we gotta make money to have dogs. Uh, yeah. um, and then I want to give back. I, at the end of the day, what is radio? It's a friend, right? And We have a public license. We have an obligation to serve the community and to give back to the community. I just want to make radio relevant... I want to be able to tell people's stories and be the vehicles for people's stories and being be the eyes and ears for everybody out there and then be able to use that to get back to the communities that we're really lucky to serve. So I, where wherever wherever I need to be to make all that happen is where I'll be, mm. you know? I wish I had a more exciting answer. I mean, no, like, but if,
0: what I'm engaging is you're not suffering the curse of comparison, right? Like I think... You could look to your left and see successful Jimmy over here, yeah. and think, "I want that." But you're kind of living in your own version there's enough of that. For,
2: there, there's enough for everybody, mm. and again, like, as long, I do get annoyed sometimes where I where I see people, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, they're totally copying us, or they're trying to be like us, or whatever." And that that has hit me, but like, I can't stop that. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's just flattering. What we're doing works, so. Let me do more of what works, which is just be myself and be more researched and diligent in interviews and come up with different games to play with my friends on the air. I mm. I mean, I, I don't know.
0: like, Well, you drop the ball looking if you're looking at someone else's. You? Mm-hmm. You're going to
2: lose.
0: Yeah. Gonna, you're loo- I mean, yeah.
2: I don't know, yeah, you're right because you get distracted by what, uh, what, 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 what person number two is doing mm. and then you just got to be focused on what you're doing. Just be you. I, I don't know. i. Competition is good at the end of the day, because at least it keeps you not comfortable. And I do believe being comfortable is kind of like the weird kiss of death. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to kind of stay sharp. And even though, like, even if you're not comparing yourselves to everybody else around you, you don't want to, you don't want to be lost to innovation. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you make how do you make friends? Like you were talking about the struggles younger with friendships. <clears throat> I'm guessing being in a new city. In entertainment, it can't be any easier. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I have a
2: lot of friends I've had for a long time in entertainment mm-hmm. that I hold very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of friends that have been around for like 10 years. Nine Did you years. have to
1: reconcile, like, because I know, like, working in media, people come and go, and there's this like weird. Uh, friendship on air th- and sometimes you're wondering like, is this trans?
0: Like, real? Is this real? Mm. Do you, have you, Cause you ever the, had cause that? Because the thing you're doing is building rapport quickly. Yeah, and mm. Are we friends them. right now, Are Zach? we best mates, <laughs> I mean, we could be. <laughs> yeah, great. If you want. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gauging he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to know the, the two of you a little bit yeah, Okay, more. Great. Like, how yeah. did the two of you even meet? Um, Tinder. <laughs> no, no. Did no, you? No. <laughs> no, funny enough, I was wanting, t- I, I wanted to be a presenter, TV presenter. Okay. And um, my mate said to me, he, who was who's a successful TV presenter back in the day, you need to pick up a camera and start filming and doing your own thing, getting out there, doing pieces to camera. And so I did that. And one of those times I was w- working for a friend of mine's business and I said, I'll do some presenting at this mm-hmm. thing that you're doing. And Josh was the guy filming. Yeah, that would have been like 2009. Oh, so that wow. was when we yeah. first met. But then we sort of went off on our own journeys and I did the radio thing. Josh mm-hmm. did filmmaking, which he'd been doing. And uh, the digital content, and then it all sort of came back around when I left radio and wanted to be a uh, filmmaker. And so I reached out to Josh because I knew that he did that stuff. And we had a coffee together and mm. talked about, you know, starting my own thing. And he was telling me about what he was doing. And the, I guess at the start we were talk talking about video,
1: and then we we're seeing all YouTubers trying to do podcasts, and they're really struggling to keep up the um, the schedule. Like yeah. people drop the ball with podcasts, mm. and we're like. Fuck, like video is hard. Like it's hard for us to do video constantly and be uh, publishing and also running, you know, businesses that have corporate clients. And so we said, okay, well, we'd been uh, chatting every day on the phone for, a, for an hour talking about, you know, how much to charge and all those types of things. It's like, why don't we do a podcast and then the daily talk com was available. It's like, well, it has to be daily. And yeah,
2: because, so, because the URL told yeah, you to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, how many things have been done purely based on a domain name? <laughs> and, Not <laughs> much. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we've done over 500 Ooh. episodes. And so now we've got our business together. Uh, we have Mr. 97 uh, full-time who works for us. Is that your name?
0: Is that the year you were born? Yeah, no, it's not the year. So in it's, Australia... It's the fake year he was born because <laughs> he's only 20. Yeah, yeah. And oh. so we say he was born in 97 because <laughs> that would mean he's 22. But... No, but the
1: actual reason is because uh, in uh, in Victoria, in the state that we're in, in, in Australia, uh, at the end of the year, in year 12, you get what's known as an enter score or an ATAR, which is sort of like the... Uh, what do they call it? That's a, the grades. In, in is the, the score
0: you get. So yeah, you can the one get score, score
1: or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tommy uh, didn't finish high school. I barely scraped through.
0: But look where we yeah. are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but Mister you you're 90- in my studio. <laughs> no, exactly.
2: Congrats,
1: Mister Ninety Seven. Did it was out of a hundred. He did very well. And so oh, that name sort of st-
2: stuck with him. So you're the smartest of the three. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Smartest in the room. And so, uh,
1: what's your relationship with Australian radio? What do you oh, What do you listen to? Love
2: Kyle and Jackie. Yeah. 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 They're so amazing. Yeah. Biggest radio show in Australia. Yeah. Uh, maybe the biggest radio show in the world. Yeah, maybe they're on their way. I
0: Did you know. see Kyle had a? They had a billboard. It was Kyle's dream to get a billboard in LA. Well, and I they had one recently. I don't want to fuck with him, but it was a digital billboard. It was <laughs> and anybody can have a digital per- yeah. billboard for a second.
1: For two Kyle. seconds, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Buy a real one, dude.
0: What you about, can afford it. What about Aussies over here?
2: I feel like there needs to be more. There's not enough. Yeah. What about us? Yeah, Sorry. we should. Yeah, we should. Yeah, come you want to come and
0: do a radio show here? Well, yeah, like, it excites me hearing about the the scale of this this country. Mm-hmm. Just the twenty six station, you know, syndication, like that blows my mind. I was on one radio station within Victoria of maybe six. Uh, four different companies. Like it's so small in comparison. Mm. But yeah. what's, so, the,
1: what's the cash like? So Tommy, you're on what? I
0: $50,000.
1: So that's all, he, that's all he got. For a full-time...
2: Dude, you're making more than people I have on my team.
1: Yeah. And so from a from a talent point of view, is it like, do you run it like your own business or is it very much like you're an employee of There's, so many,
2: there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah, I'm an employee. Mm-hmm. That's how it works this time around. Who knows what it's going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. But I'm not... I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. There's not a ton of money in radio right now. Yeah. Radio is suffering from a branding problem. Radio has the potential to rebrand. So what about Ra- fucking
1: Howard Stern? How is he like uh, I mean, he's a outlier. There's
2: okay, so there's two different ways to look at it, right? Yeah. Howard is an IP generator, a mm-hmm. content generator. Sirius XM creates content. They generate IP. Mm-hmm. A majority of radio here in the States is essentially putting stuff out there that is never going to be repurposed yeah. or on demand, mm. right? Think about it. It's, you know, uh, 95, 7, the vibe, blah, 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 well, blah, yeah, blah, blah, Yeah, it's blah, 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 just blah, 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 this- Music.
1: It's not evergreen. Uh, well, that's one of the things you that can't we- can't access it. You don't want to access yeah. it forever. And that's what I think that we've tried to do with the Daily Talk Show is we have huge databases. We've transcribed every one of our 500 shows. Wow. So Mr. 97 can pick up- Things that like when oh. we were doing our highlights of episode five hundred, it was heaps of fun because we have all of this content that we can pull upon. So you have to transcribe all yeah. of them? No, yeah, we, we've that. got it. We've got an I, um, AI. We, we hire sort of, a robot. Yeah, exactly. But what? <laughs> how much expensive on yeah.
2: staff?
1: <laughs> so how are you thinking about that though? In regards to like IP, why aren't you? Do you feel like you're in the IP generation well, game?
2: Fuck yeah. 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 I mean, we the interviews are our biggest form of IP, man. Mm. Like I. At the end of the day, those interviews are not about me. They're about yeah. the people that sit on the couch and I get a chance to talk to you and get to know. And I get to know them on behalf of everybody else. Mm-hmm. They will stand the test of time. Those conversations will be around, God willing, after Mr. 97 and all of us are long gone and our yeah. kids are long gone. Mm-hmm. Because they help shape the way people perceive artists and get to know artists and they help write. Pop culture history, in a sense. Mm.
1: Have you thought about inserting yourself more into the, or or even having, not within the interviews necessarily, but their own, own bits where it is more about you and your life and what you're doing?
2: I feel like that's the next step for our YouTube channel is because mm-hmm. a lot of people want to get to know who we are. Nobody gets to know us. Nobody uh, gets to understand my great dog, Lou. <laughs> who except lo- us. Dude, yeah. he looks so... Beautiful right
1: now, yeah. it's sick. So, so cute. He's on my lap right now if you're listening. And yeah, so, so is it? I mean, c- the other thing too, when you started, you're young, you don't have much of a life to talk so, about.
2: Hey, <laughs> hello Wait
1: for the face. He, so now that you're he just wants to lick you and give you yeah. love
2: bites. Sorry, no, now, now
1: that you're 26, like you're you're staying to live more of a life. So is that part of it too? That you actually have shit to share?
2: Yeah, dude, my radio show is full of my entire life, and my mm-hmm. entire existence. Yeah, we're gonna start shooting more of the actual radio show and putting it up on YouTube. That's what mm. we we're saying. Like, mm. we don't
1: get the. We we're trying to position hey. it all. all right, though, I've we're had we nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we were wondering. Uh, we see all the YouTube content, and that's sort of the lens that we view. Is there a lot of stuff that that's on the radio that, that no, we, we don't thin. see? Yeah, totally. Mm. We do that five
2: thin. hours of content a night. Really? Wow. Yeah, dude. A lot of we fill five hours, five days, six days a week.
1: Is that anywhere
2: online that we can... You can only stream it. That's the okay. biggest thing. We're going to... I was talking to you before about all the new cameras we're getting. Yeah. Mm. It's all going to be like, uh, we have a whole... Behind this wall right here, there's an actual like control room. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be able to control all the different cameras in this room. Yeah. And everything's going to be up. And we're going to be able to shoot everything, top to bottom.
1: It's so hard, yeah. though, isn't it? Like, did you see Bobby Bones, like, their yeah, his use, new studio... New studio. It's fucking hard to do well without it feeling like a spaceship. Bobby,
2: I love you. And mm-hmm. I know you tried to copy my studio <laughs> no. and
1: it's just too far. Yeah. It Bobby, feels like he's too, too far away. I love him. Yeah. He's
2: one of the greatest radio personalities in my yeah, opinion yeah, yeah. to ever exist. Radio
1: geek. He has yeah.
2: revitalized country radio yeah. for the better. Uh-huh. Dude, you're amazing. You yeah. probably never see this, uh-huh. but I feel like, you know, that I love you. <laughs> I do love you, but the studio is beautiful yeah. and it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And, Lewis, can you be polite, bro? <laughs> he's, he's, he's
0: fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's looking cute,
2: isn't he? D- they did a great job with the studio, but yeah. the guest position mm. is so far. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, it doesn't just look far; it feels far. Yeah. But mm. do we feel far right now?
0: No, I feel. I think it's. I feels it's good. Feel, feels good. A- any further? I mean, we're used to being this close to each other. So yeah. Well, the thing which is, is cr- the craziness yeah.
1: of where what we have at the moment, because we haven't got the multi cams in our in our studio, we're doing a little bit of neck turning, mm. which. Add, which changes the dynamic. Mm. But the dream is to be able to, you know, be able to be across you and look, having a good conversation.
0: You look pretty comfortable. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Well, he's deactivated his core. He's <laughs> yeah, sunk into this. <laughs>
1: do, do you think about doing on-the-road shows? Like, so we're in LA at the moment. Like, uh, do you think about, uh, you know what, I want to do a stint in Sydney or <laughs> Melbourne or... Maybe. Yeah.
2: We thought about it. We used to, so for one summer a few years ago, mm-hmm. maybe eight years ago... Every Friday for an entire summer, we did our show from a listener's house God. and we'd take the whole on the road setup and I would set it up myself. I was the vice president and president of video club for uh, three years in high school and that allowed me to understand like the bare requirements, the bare minimum requirements of what it takes to like set something up, like yeah. XLRs mm. and ins and outs and all that kind of shit. And I was able to set up our on the road, our on the road setup in like 10, 15 minutes and we did it, ugh, too many shows from kids' houses. <laughs> and there's just a lot of variables to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't find a thrill in doing the show from a different location and having to figure out things around you. Yeah. And, like, I like being in my space and being in my universe and knowing that, like, what I'm going to get in my headphones are proper. And mm. I just like being control of variables.
1: What like, are some of those controllables? So, for instance, you've got a big guest coming in.
2: Dude, it's what? everything from like smell of the room yeah. to what they're hearing to where the cameras are going. Do you
1: have music pumping when they come in? No. No no, no. no music.
2: Well, when they come in, we're mostly already ready to go. Mm-hmm. Have you got – who's coming in today? Uh, nobody today. Jay Park is a K-pop star. He was supposed to come in tomorrow, today. He didn't come in. Mm-hmm. Niall Horn calls us tomorrow on the phone. Uh, this guy, Eric Nam, who's another K-pop artist, he's coming mm-hmm. by tomorrow. And then we're launching today an interview with Waterparks. Parks. They're really a cool band. They're kind of new. Yeah. Speaking of new music, Mm -hmm. they're somebody that we're definitely going to play on the radio and get out there because they're kind of very like vintage pop punk vibe that has kind of gone missing. Yeah. So yeah, we have a lot. We have a decent amount of guests coming in. We're going to have more soon. Yeah. But to your point of like variables that need to be controlled. Yeah. It's everything, dude. It's Mm. like where do the guests go? Who are they seeing? Where is the eye line? Because think about it, like everything matters in a in a long form conversation.
1: Mm. What about the greeting? So sometimes I used to get huge amounts of anxiety of, ah, is that a hug, a handshake, a kiss? It oh. fucking drive me crazy, dude. I do nothing,
2: or like if, I, <laughs> if they depending on the guest, like if they come to me, I'll come. Yeah. I'll sometimes like reach over <laughs> like this
1: fist yeah. bump, fist.
2: And, and if it's somebody that I care about, like I'll make it known to them that like I'm getting up to hug you. Yeah. So is it yeah, pre? Yeah. Hey.
1: So you won't ha- you won't be at the door? No. That you're, okay, you're seated, you're doing the the thing.
2: Very, like again, like I can, very few have Mm -hmm. I been like at the door to bring somebody in. Mm. Are you guys doing,
1: do you producers, are you guys doing phones and stuff? Like. Not during the interviews. Yeah. So the interviews
2: are recorded separately Mm -hmm. from the actual radio show. Yeah, yeah.
1: because they're long form and then you chop them up for the. For the radio show. For the radio show. Mm -hmm. But
2: the YouTube gets it in its entirety. Uh So it's like an hour, 40 minutes. None of the conversations are usually less than 30. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I yeah, have producers. One producer walks them in, gets them set up here. Dan is sitting here to my left. Ricky is over there, kind of in the middle. And then we put their team behind us yeah. in love sacks, a.k.a. like beanbags. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm it's trying. it's
0: like, what is it, 2.30 here in L.A. What's, what's the rest of the day look like for you? Uh, I have to go cut the countdown for tonight's
2: show. Uh, Got to do some promos and a couple commercials. And then we launch the radio show live at 4 o'clock West Coast, which is 7 o'clock East Coast. And then we'll go live till midnight. So I'll be here answering phone calls, running the show. So, so, you're, 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 panel, so you're doing it live? Oh, wow. Cool. Combination. Yeah. A lot of the show is recorded in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then all the live phone calls in the show is actually operated live at night. Wow. That's cool. It's a hybrid. Yeah. It's kind of complicated. Way too complicated and not as complicated as radio needs to be. Uh-huh. But- in terms of what we need to do and our current technological limitations, it's the only way to do it. Well, it seems exciting. Mm.
1: It's an exciting time. It feels like in the next five years, <laughs> you think about where podcasting's going, you see where all of this, the opportunities, like smart speakers are such a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of the market. Just think where it could, all of this stuff could eventually go.
2: Dude possibilities are endless. Mm. Content is always going to be king. Yeah. As long as you can create great content, whether that's audible content or visual content, you will stay relevant and you're going to have a home. And I do think that over the next few years, the way radio gets to people is definitely going to change. Like the delivery systems may change, but the integrity of the brand and the notability of the brand and the personalities that are on the radio station, they're never going to go away. Yeah. You know, just because your local radio station in Kansas City doesn't need to go anywhere just because Wi-Fi has now entered your car. It's just that 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 radio station might sound a little bit clearer, Mm -hmm. a little bit better. And the brands on that radio station, I don't know, you might be able to interact with them on a deeper level. Mm. So uh, radio, where we're going, is incredibly exciting, at least here in America. And I feel like it's just as exciting elsewhere. Mm. Uh, To be honest, I think most radio stations in Australia sound better than radio stations here in America. What about radio
1: personalities that don't like the idea of filming... Are they going to have to get used to it?
2: It depends on what you want to do. Mm. I think... Wi-Fi in the car is the first step. Autonomous vehicles is the second step. So if you're not driving your car, why do you need to listen to something when you can watch it? Mm. Mm. And in my mind, all of these different social media platforms are just places for content to go. And if you're creating content in a studio... Why not figure out how to take that one piece of content mm. and work it to as many platforms as humanly possible?
0: Well, we have people who are just watch snippets on Instagram of us, yeah, but they still feel like they are consuming our show. Totally. So why not feed them with stuff? Yeah. yeah, You have the
2: content, it exists, so why not feed them? And by the way, like those same people who get used to watching your Instagram stuff, they're the same people who eventually click on the link in your bio mm. and start listening to more. Mm. So true. I feel like if you're creating content, like why not figure out how to get that one piece of content out to as many different people as possible in order to touch as many people as possible, you need to be on many on as many platforms as possible. Mm. So
1: Zach, thanks so much, mate, for coming on the show and being so generous. I've
2: talked so much. I'm so
1: sorry No, no, this is this is exactly what you meant to do when you're a guest. How does it feel?
2: I I hate it to be honest. (laughs) I never want to do it again. But I don't do these ever. I, I no, we like, really appreciate it you hit me up and I'm like I like Australian people a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: was saying this morning I reckon a year and a half's time two years time it'll change with podcasters reaching out to people we won't be able to get access like yeah it's a very unique time where because it's it like- what would have been happened. you would have been annoyed fifty fifty thousand yeah. 50,000 times by then yeah we'd mm. be like oh my god
2: you're fucking number of thousands <laughs> <laughs> but the question is like what do you want for radio what do you want for podcasts do you want mm. it to be this wild west where anybody can do it Lewis, what the heck are you what, doing? What is,
1: what is Lewis doing? What, what is doing? I don't know. Yeah, no, he's, he's fine. fine. He's, he's fine. paused. What,
2: what, what, what do you want? Do you want it to be a Wild West where anybody yeah. can do it? I mean, I
1: think similar uh, to you, I mean, the cream rises to the top. We just have to keep getting better and better. Mm. We have video production backgrounds, so that's a competitive advantage that we have. Also, we love the authenticity, so we love just being ourselves, and so it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Part of Our show is, it's probably 30% guests, 70% just us. And so what we're trying to do is build in our personalities and personal brands into the whole piece of content so people don't just go listen to an interview and get annoyed at us just getting in the way of them yeah. hearing, you know, from their favorite stars.
2: Because that's kind of like that's the balance, mm. right? Like you don't want to just be an interview show, but at the same time, yeah. you want people to know you for you. Yeah, you don't mm. want
1: to be so utilitarian that you yeah. could be the microphone, right? Yeah, totally. Like, mm. And so you do that through asking great questions and bringing your spin to it. And uh, for us, uh, we try and bring in mm. our personalities. And so for the for LA, the past sort of. Six episodes have just been us in different locations talking about weird things that have been happening and then, um, you know, next week we'll, ha- we'll roll out a bunch of our guests. But we tend to not, um, we don't do that many pre-records. We normally do it every single day. Live? Yeah, uh, we do we do live to Instagram. We want to eventually get to the point where, similar to where you're going with the PTZ stuff, yeah. like it's all dialed in. So it's we. You can do the phone stuff or the new age version of that, yeah. where it's super high fidelity. Um, and so that's that's where we want to where we want to go. But we don't see. I guess the democratization doesn't necessarily affect what we're doing because we just want to be unique and seven days a week. Whilst that it's is un- so yeah. crazy to me. Well, it's unique now, but we think that uh, we feel oh. like we're in a period where we have an opportunity. To really like, we've done five hundred episodes where we haven't missed a day, uh, and so the first we only started doing seven days in June. So before then, it was five days a week. Uh, but we see this opportunity. We like in Australia. I don't, I don't know what it's like in the US, but we have survey breaks where the um, radio shows go off air or whatever, and they play best of. Um, and we don't we don't uh, do that. Yeah, place. we just oh. we just keep producing more. Oh. So in, uh, when it's Christmas. It's not like – like it feels like Christmas is could be a real lonely time for some people, right? Yeah, it's
2: not if you're listening yeah. to you guys. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so that's part of it. It's like
0: you don't have to listen to a best of. You actually hear us.
2: So is that the goal, just to be friends with people?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think building a community, bringing on Young Mate over here in mm-hmm. 97 and just like as we're building the audience, the people that are in, interacting, the mm-hmm. friends of the show, the people who have been on the show many times that are coming back, it just, it just expands. It compounds. Yeah.
1: We did ep a, f a, a, a five hundred uh, event where we had like seventy people come to our live show. A guy uh, a guy named Hayden who listens to the show. We've got uh, our community is called the Gronk Squad. <laughs> have you so a Gronk? Have you heard of a Gronk?
2: I mean, like I've heard of Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's I mean Gronk, he gets yes. a lot of the search engine optimization, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, a Gronk is sort of like someone like if you um. So if you finish the toilet roll and you don't empty, you don't replace the toilet roll, that's a gronk move or say... Uh,
0: it's like a POS. <laughs> I don't, I don't what, know. What POS, what's that? What's POS? Piece of shit. Piece of Piece of of shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but the s- thing is we're all gronks. We all do things that... You're a that, gronk. Probably. You, you're a gronk. <laughs> eh? We all do things where we're thinking about ourselves and not others. Yeah. But we're all trying to be better. Yeah. Like We all don't want to be, but we all are. Totally get that. So and the Gronk so, Squad. Welcome the Gronk Squad, So, gronks, we'll so, we're, gronks squad, so exactly. we're
1: Gronks, and so our Gronk Squad, but Hayden got a uh, the Daily Talk Show tattooed last week.
2: Oh, my God. That's a lot of pressure for you. Yeah, oh, no, that's no? fine. No, no, no. Oh, now that's you got to keep going. What you, what, yeah, you can definitely. Can't stop the show now. Yeah. So we're
1: playing 10, ten years. So we're going to do the show for 10 years, and so we're 20 months in, which 10 well, years knock doesn't-
2: Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> You're projecting. <laughs> You're going to make it 10 years.
1: Uh, do you think about that stuff? Do you think about like 10 years time?
2: Yeah, I do, and I think that it's- still a long way ahead and mm-hmm. it's 10 years yeah but i also think about things like i want to die with a microphone in my hand so yeah. how do i do this for the next 30 40 yeah. 20 years or you just years. need to
1: walk across the road always wearing a microphone
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> driving just, holding one you never know no i don't know it's kind of interesting because like i i, I see a lot of people in this viral day and age For lack of a better phrase, they like blow their load. You know, they go viral, they do ridiculous things or interviewers ask obnoxious, gotcha questions and those are just people not playing the long game. They're just looking for a short term Oh, definitely,
1: our, yeah, our yeah. our whole game is trying not to blow our load. That's a tagline of our
2: life, I think. You can't, dude, I'm holding in my load 30, 40 years.
1: Right now, you're doing group, a great job. Well, yeah.
2: I'm actually a 26. <laughs> by the way, I got to applaud you. You've come here and had me on your show. Mm-hmm. You haven't asked about one celebrity guest I've had on, uh-huh. so thank you. I mean, you have, but like, not. You know how many times I've gotten the question. So, who's your favorite celebrity <laughs> guest, yeah, or yeah. which guest have you learned the most from? Or, yeah. And like, it's like everything from casual conversation to like mm. legitimate, you know, on the record conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's the same sort of stuff. So I thank yeah. you for that, Lewis. I see you chewing something, uh, uh, Lewis. Yeah. What, what are
0: you up to? Oh my god, that's my phone. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I
2: mean, no, that'd well, be amazing.
1: It's super. I think it's um, it's super interesting. Interesting what you're doing. I think that it's it is that uh, we're trying to. Decipher and understand this LA weird world, mm. and uh, hey, and also being able to do this as a job. Like what you've like, we haven't monetized the podcast at all. We we tried to make money, and we're like, we're going to give ourselves another year before we try and do that.
2: You're very nice people,
1: um, and so you know it's amazing.
0: Well, I think Mr.
2: Ninety Seven is just going to work for free. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> charity.
0: He still lives at home. It's all yeah. good. <laughs>
2: you can do this,
0: <laughs> lucky Zach. Thank you, man.
2: No, th- thank you for having me on your show. It really means a lot, and. I appreciate it, and thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah,
1: th- thank you. Uh, hi at thedailytalkshow dot is our email address. Uh, people can send us emails which is really exciting. Uh, 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 I forgot that you were hosting the show. <laughs> yeah. You, you can, can sign it off. I don't sign it off. Can you sign yeah. it off? Yeah. Yeah. Do a, do Zach, a, do a, yeah, do a sign off. Because we don't hear the radio,
0: the radio Zach can much. You, pretend you, we're Justin just, Bieber and Selena Gomez? Oh my oh my God. God. Oh, by the
2: way, like, know something. The, the radio Zach and this Zach are the exact same Zach. <laughs> yeah. There is no numerous no,
0: but we don't get to hear you talk
1: to the post when when, when watching the, yeah. the YouTube <laughs> stuff.
2: Well, uh, you know, go to the thedailytalkshow.com. They yeah. bought the URL, so they <laughs> had to make a show around it because that's nice. And you look like... Two people who pretend to be friends.
1: Yeah, great. <laughs> I love that's that. what we're going for. I mean, that's what you go to on radio. You just, just suck like, it up. Just like you and Dan.
2: <laughs> no, Dan genuinely hates me. <laughs> and he lets it shine. Uh, go to com, oh, yeah, and, and I would say, if this was my interview, um, thank you for being here. Thanks for giving us your energy. It means a lot. Oh, that's Thanks. great. And then we'll just clap we'll it, it out.
1: That's
0: that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sucked. You also say, what, well, beautiful people? What's your line? Beautiful humans. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful humans. humans. my new thing is I love you Uh, I love you you're just going to start saying that it's it's a bit bit intimate
2: you're going to get mace in the
0: face (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll drop it I'll drop it Zach's told me to drop it unless
2: you're looking for a rush (laughs) go for it
0: love you thanks Zach love you too